Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Someone behind me, but other than a mother who braved the antique store with her little boy, there isn't anyone else in my vicinity. And the woman and her child are both facing the opposite direction, so he must be referring to me. I look back up at him and he's still looking down at me with that smile. I'm buying a trophy. I think I might like his smile, but he's a little too far away for me to tell if I'd be attracted to him. His confidence is attractive in itself. He has dark hair and it's a bit choppy and spastic, but I'm not judging because I don't think I've brushed my own hair since yesterday morning. He's wearing a gray hoodie with the sleeves shoved above his elbows. Tattoos cover the arm his chin is resting on, but I can't make them out from down here. From here, he looks a little too young and a little too tattooed to be browsing for antiques on a random weekday morning. But who am I to judge? I should be in school right now. I turn around and pretend to shop, but I'm aware that he's watching me. I try to ignore it, but every now and then I'll glance back up at him to make sure he's still there. He is. Maybe he works here, and that's why he's lingering but it wouldn't explain why he won't stop staring at me. If this is his idea of flirting, it's a strange way to flirt. But sadly, I'm attracted to unconventional and strange. So the entire time I browse the store, I force myself to seem unaffected, when in reality, I'm very affected. I can feel his stare with every step I take. Stares shouldn't have weight, but knowing his eyes are on me makes my steps feel heavier. It even makes my stomach feel heavier. I've already looked at everything in the store, but I don't want to check out yet and leave because I'm enjoying this game too much. I attend a very small public school in a very small town, and when I say small, I'm being generous. There is an average of 20 kids in each grade. Not class. Grade. My entire senior class consists of 22 students, 12 girls, and 10 guys. Eight of those 10 guys have been in class with me since I was five. That narrows the dating field quite a bit. It's hard to find someone attractive that you've spent almost every day of your life with since you were five years old. But I have no idea who this guy is that's made me the center of his attention, which means I'm already more attracted to him than any person in my entire school simply because I don't know him. I pause on an aisle that's clearly visible from where he's standing, and I pretend to be interested in one of the signs displayed on the shelf. It's an old white sign with the word shaft written on it and an arrow pointing to the right. It makes me laugh. Next to it is an old sign that looks to be from a gas station. It says lubricant, it makes me wonder if someone placed the sexually suggestive signs together, or if it was random. If I had enough money, I'd buy them and start a sexually suggestive sign collection for my bedroom. But my trophy habit is expensive enough. The little boy who has been browsing the store with his mother is standing a couple of feet away from me now. He looks to be about four or five years old, the same age as my little brother, Moby. His mother has told him no less than ten times not to touch anything, but he picks up the glass pig sitting on the shelf in front of us. Why are kids 
so drawn to fragile things. His eyes are bright as he inspects it. I appreciate that his curiosity is more important to him than following his mother's orders. Mom, can I have this? His mother is an aisle over digging through a rack of old magazines. She doesn't even turn around to look at what he's holding. She just says, no. The boy's eyes dim immediately and he frowns as he goes to set the pig back on the shelf. But his little hands fumble when he tries to set it down and the pig slips from his grasp, shattering at his feet. Don't move, I say to him, reaching him before his mother does. I bend down and start picking up the pieces. His mother plucks him up and sets him a few feet away so that he's out of reach of the glass. I told you not to touch anything, Nate. I glance over at the little boy and he's staring at the broken glass like he just lost his best friend. His mother presses her hand to her forehead like she's exhausted and frustrated and then bends down and starts helping me pick up the pieces.